Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This is John Roca, one third of the Geek Buddies, with this awesome ad for you. If you like this show and you want to make your own, and some of you have reached out and asked us about making your own podcast, well, let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Go ahead and let your freak flag fly. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more places. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Take it from us here at the Geek Buddies. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, on with the Geek Buddies show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Geek Buddies. (gasps) (laughs) We are back again for another week of geeky goodness to talk about all the big stuff that's happening in the world of geekdom. And certainly a lot of stuff is happening in the world of geekdom. You know, we're turning that corner into the fall well we're in the fall for into the end of the year rather and there's a lot that's going to start coming out a lot that we're going to be seeing uh and certainly we're getting excited about everything that's coming trailers are falling all on top of themselves movie releases are happening one thing after another plus streaming services are dropping all their movies so there's a lot for us to be discussing for sure so we're excited that you're joining us here let's introduce ourselves first i am the writer and producer and host here on the outlaw nation channel and also on the geek buddies hello i'm john roca <laughs> Oh, we're doing it. We're shading it up. I'm a I'm a writer and producer of animated TV shows and movies, and a co-host here on the Geek Buddies. Hello, my name is Mike Vogel, <laughs> and I'm an animation writer and a television actor. Where you may have seen me on Brooklyn Nine Nine, Silicon Valley, and the Goldbergs. My name's Shannon McClung. <laughs> up next on the Geeking Game. <laughs> Perfect. By the way. I bought this yesterday because Christmas is coming, ladies and gentlemen. Christmas is coming. I can't wait. I'm excited. Look the way that, it works. Go ahead, go ahead, Mike. A, yes. What is that? A wreath with a voodoo doll on it? What was that? It's a Christmas tree. Look, it's a Christmas tree with a little bit of and then some some bells. Some bells. <laughs> we didn't we didn't see the top of the tree. It looked a little antlers-ish. <laughs> oh God, not a windingo. Um, yeah, so this is how it works in the residential. We learned this now from Halloween when there was nothing left. So we went out Christmas buying already to decorate the place last night, which is insane to me. So Ugh, the domesticated outlaw. Um, anyway, we're getting into so many things here. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, for those of you who are new, thanks for taking a chance on the Geek Buddies. We appreciate it. Whether you're doing it on the podcast format or here on YouTube. Uh, and for those of you who've been with us for a while now, thank you very much for coming back. We're going to get into this thing. What we normally do is each one of us presents a geek news item. We talk about it amongst ourselves. Take a quick break and we jump into our main topic. And our main topic today is what we expect to see on Disney Plus Day, which is less than 48 hours away. Uh, so we're excited to see what we're going to get and maybe talk about what kind of coverage we're going to be doing for it on the Geek Buddies ourselves. So uh, who starts off? Am I starting off or are you starting off, uh, Shannon? Who starts off? Me? Is that right? You. All right, let's do this thing. By the, well, way, by the way, everybody, yeah. he we right before we record, yeah, we go through. John says, yeah. how are we doing this? And we go through the order and then we do the show. Yeah. And he asks as if we didn't just have this conversation. Well, behind the scenes Geek Buddies bit for everybody who's... oh we're gonna start outing each other are we gonna start outing each other uh all right let's let's get into this thing and the thing is spider-man no way home i don't know if you've been under a rock for the last 24 hours or, or 36 hours but apparently some images leaked online not apparently some images did leak online all over social media it caused a big uproar uh people were battling each other within the fandom battling critics and uh 
pundits and uh, talking heads here in the sphere of geekdom were all battling each other over whether those should have been leaked. Um, and there was a lot of conversations being brought up about uh, the people, the things that were revealed in those leaks. A lot of those things confirm some of the rumors that people have speculated about. Um, but this film has been in a way more than any other film maybe that I've seen in such a long time has been the subject of leaks of rumors of like speculation of people trying to find out all this information. It's almost impossible nowadays to keep everybody out of the bubble when you're making a film like this. And certainly one that has such anticipation bringing back old characters. We had Dr. Dog Ock coming back for this one. We saw that in the, in the, in the previous show, the Alfred Molina, we heard Willem Dafoe and then that poster dropped while we were doing our review on Sunday for Eternals or spoiler review. And we saw Green Goblin in the background of the poster. We saw sand. We saw lightning. We got Jamie Foxx coming back as Electra. So a lot of speculation, a lot of anticipation motivating these leaks. Um, so we're not going to necessarily reveal what were in the leaks. You saw them. You know, there were leaks. You know what those leaks are. We're just going to talk about overall what we thought of this whole situation uh, and what it means for the uh, film. Michael, you want to tell you, start us off here? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it. we talked about this with the Eternals leaks uh, yeah. that came out right after the screening about the post-credit sequences. And it's just kind of under the same uh, umbrella as that, which mm -hmm. is big geek movies are like Christmas presents. Yeah. And like everybody, everybody wants to take a peek at their Christmas presents. But once you've peeked at the Christmas present and you know what it is, Christmas morning isn't as cool. Mm. And I kind of feel like that's where we are as a geek culture. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, we all want to know what's going to happen. We all want to know who's in the movie. But when these leaks come out, it kind of spoils it a little bit for mm -hmm. us. And I, what I'm worried about, honestly, is kind of to your point that, Sp mm -hmm. that, that Spider-Man No Way Home has had so many rumors, so much conjecture, yeah. so much, is this person going to be in it? Is that person going to be in it? What does this mean with the multiverse? Who are we going to get? And I do think that I'm a little worried that once we've ruined all the surprises, is the movie not going to be as fun? Like, is the movie yeah. going to be received poorly because we've spent so much time guessing, combing through things, going through, and look, guessing is great. Like, I yeah. love being a geek. I love seeing a trailer and all of us getting on and being like, maybe this means this, maybe this means that. Yeah. We get Mephisto'd a lot, and that's okay. Like, that's part of the fun. But I I think that um, with the way these leaks are coming out, whether it be Eternals or No Way Home or whatever, it just it kind of spoils the fun for the people that don't want to be spoiled. And it also, I think, spoils the fun for the creators, for the yeah. studios. Like, I think, I think Kevin Feige, as a fan who got to go do what he gets to do now, actually really gets excited about having these big surprises. And when this – like – it started with Alfred Molina just kind mm -hmm. of blurting out that he was coming back. And you're like, all right, well, I guess uh, guess that's happening. And that kind of led to, okay, we're going to get lots of villains. And that's you know, and that been confirmed by the poster. And so, like, that's a fair fair game. Like, we, they've decided to reveal that. But now that we're getting into these other leaks, it's like, it's not as bad as the Eternals leak in that the Eternals leak was out of left field. And this and, is just confirming. And this yeah. is just confirming stuff that we've all been talking about without right. getting into specifics. Yeah. But I do think it still is just kind of disappointing. I wish we didn't do this shit. Yeah, Michael, I hear you. I mean, uh, you know, I'll get Shannon just a second, but Michael, just to come back on the, the difference in the Eternals leak is that was from the actual movie. This is still unverified. And I saw the person who leaked these images uh, say that, uh, they leaked them because they did, they felt that they were Photoshop and not really real, so they thought it was okay. You can choose to believe that or not. It's your decision as a human being to decide if you want to believe that excuse or that reason or not. A lot of people were very upset about it. And and Shannon, what was your reaction to it here? And do, do you understand? Do you accept the difference here? One is an actual finished movie that people are commenting on from a publication like Variety, and one is a is a, a person who has a, a very a, a big YouTube channel who is uh, posting these uh, images themselves. Yeah. Either way, I I think it's kind of bad form. Mm. Um, one of the most fun aspects of Endgame were the surprises that they managed yeah. to keep under wraps. Like True. when when Smart Hulk showed up, mm -hmm. when young Hank Pym showed up. Um, those those were those were audible gasp moments from the audience. Like the great thing about the MCU is there's such a shared kind of vocabulary that the audience has now. 
that when you go see these movies opening weekend or sometimes even the weekend after you're in a packed house there's just this energy that everyone is sharing because we're so excited to find out this new chapter now had the had the the uh spoilers that were revealed potential spoilers had they been uh rumored very heavily yes Mm -hmm. um that being said there's still I still think there would have been that moment in the theaters if no, if no, you know, uh, uh, pictures had come out sort of corroborating the rumors. I, I still think there would have been that moment in the theaters. And, oh, I, yeah. and I, I think we'll still get it. I mean, we'll yeah. still get a version of it, but it's not going to be the sort of rolling revelation across the theater yeah. that we've mm-hmm. gotten in the past. And yeah. I mean, in terms of the the spoilers, I'm like, awesome. This is that's so cool. I can't right. wait. But it does kind of spoil the experience. And with something like this, there's no way to avoid it. Like yeah. if you're on social, I mean, I guess you can stay off social media. Like that is one yeah. way. I still um, have not seen the images, by the way. I, I've read up on the story, but I haven't oh, seen man. the images. Yeah. I, I so. literally, when I opened up, when I opened up Twitter, mm-hmm. um, it was everywhere. And, yeah. and like, I didn't do a search for it. It was just bang, right. bang, 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 bang. And it was right, sort of like, right. well, okay. I mean, it's tant- it, 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 it's it's similar to like when uh, like Yahoo picks up a story mm-hmm. and they put, they put the headline is some sort of like, hey, mystery character shows up and then there's a picture of it. It's like, well, yeah. not a mystery anymore. <laughs> um, so it's unfortunate. I mean, I, I, I don't think the movie is going to suffer as a result. I mean, I do understand mm-hmm. what Vogel is saying. Um, but yeah, I mean, there is a chance that this has been built up so much now yeah. that, that the, you know, the movie has to be something really special for us to come out being like, Hey, I got my money's worth. Well, I mean, I, I guess yes and no. Cause I mean, just having pictures doesn't tell you what the, how good the movie is, right? We're going to sure. find out once we go see it, having all these characters, look, Marvel has shown that they can do multiple characters in a movie and make it work. And since Marvel is involved in this and heavily involved in this film, there is a semblance of like, I've got a little bit of faith here that they're going to make it work. That being said, the larger question comes in of like, well, is this the new way of operating? You know, Variety dropped those leaks, as Michael mentioned, the uh, the the uh, leaks from the um, uh, uh, post-credit scenes, both of them, uh, and some, th- some stuff that happened in the movie. And now here comes this next step is this now going to be the process going forward? Is there a destruction of the unwritten rule slowly happening or eroding here where you don't reveal stuff when you find out about it? Certainly a lot of people, well, not a lot, but a few people in, in LA and other areas, they have access to people who work in these studios. And I don't know, and, and maybe this person who leaked them has access to someone who works at Marvel. Maybe this person, maybe even what Michael said. I'm speculating. I'm no, I'm speculating, right? Michael, you said that there were rumors about issues between Sony and Marvel about what to put in the trailer. Maybe this was Sony's way of like, let's slide these images and see what happens and let him put it out and maybe forcing Marvel's hand now to adjust the trailer a certain way. Nothing is out of the realm of possibility when stuff like this happens. And I'm certainly not casting aspersions on the person who released them. I'm just speculating overall on what might have happened. What do you think about this, Michael? Do you think that's a possibility at all? Or am I am I going into conspiracy theory? I think yes Land. and yes. I think yes and yes. I mean, is that a possibility? Sure. Is that like a pretty big conspiracy? Sure. Uh, you know, and I mean, I think I, I think it's also important to say the other side of this, which is, mm-hmm. look, we're the geek buddies. We talk about geek stuff all the time. We yep. get excited about these movies. We get excited about these trailers. If you are listening to this, you are probably the same type of person. Yeah. Um, this isn't the end of the world. There's a lot of great things going on. Oh, we got yeah. a big Spider-Man movie coming out. It it's not like a how dare you ruin my movie going experience. This is gonna be the worst thing in the world. I can now not go watch Spider-Man. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of a disappointing and annoying. It's that's why I kind of put it in that Christmas present category. Mm-hmm. It does. It's not the worst thing in the world that you know what's under the tree. You're still going to get the thing that's under the tree, yeah. and if you like it, you're going to be happy with it. It's just there's that extra little bit of surprise that gets ruined a bit. And so mm-hmm. I think you know, is this the worst thing in the world? No. If you did find out that this thing that we've all been talking about is kind of confirmed, all right, cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to your point, it's just like. 
I don't know why these things happen. I mean, I know people want to get clicks. I know people want yeah. to get, oh, come come to my website to get yeah. all the news. We've got the scoop. Come watch Geek Buddies. But, like, that's just not – I mean, look, I have lots of friends who work in the industry. We all have friends who work in the industry. Like, there's definitely things that we found out yeah. way earlier than we ever announced them on Geek Buddies. And yep. I'm sure that if we had burned those bridges and screwed our friends over and said some of the stuff that we know about, yeah. we would have gotten a lot – of views and a lot of clicks and it would have been great, but we'd be mm. kind of shitty. So yeah. I, think I, I, I prefer, I prefer to just not be shitty. That's kind of my, that's, that's my, that's my, uh, that's where I'm sitting yeah. on that. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. That's fair. And you know, uh, who knows? And this person who leaked them might've gotten an increase in viewership an increase in subscribers, increase in followers. And that's the whole uh, agenda. So, you know, again, just speculating uh, um, because I haven't spoken to this person. I don't know. So it, just kind of throwing it out there. Uh, as a possibility for people. To I like Johnny. that our followers just like us for us. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, I did have the same thought because we had yeah. heard one of the one of the uh, disagreements allegedly behind the scenes is the, is what to include in the next trailer. Yeah. And it's like, oh, is this is this sort of an underhanded mood to be like, haha, we got you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a very good friend of mine who's a casting director who is having me audition for something. And he's like, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to send you a script. No podcast talk. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of like, it's, it's sort of like, that's sort of known. It's like, well, yeah, yeah. of course not. Like one it's, it's bad form for, for, you know, your friends, but also it's bad form for our fans. I mean, they should yeah. have, they should have um, some, some agency and whether or not they want to know something. So yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, so we can't tell them, we can't tell them that you're reading for Reed Richards. <laughs> oh, or, or Ben, Ben Grimm. I like the That's idea of Ben Grimm. That's what it is. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, this is all where we go forward now from here, because now we've had two pretty massive leaks back to back over two big Marvel films. So, yeah, you wonder what's Feige's reaction to something like this, right? Does, do, does he go like, well, what's the maybe I'm just cutting off access to everybody. And if anybody leaks it, we'll sue you. If I anybody mean, leaks any not... photos, I don't know that there's a legal recourse that they can and go down, but I think what Michael's point of the Christmas thing really applies. And and I mean, overall in that, oh, it sucked. Oh, oh no, I got a peek of it. We all search for our Christmas presents as kids. And we're like, okay, we found it. Great. But hopefully the movie itself has more presents for us under that tree that we're going right. to enjoy on Christmas morning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any more to say on this? Any, any more issues or any more concerns? No. Okay. Yeah, all it's, right. it's, we'll all gonna, it's all going to be moot with... in about six weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. Very true. <laughs> Earlier than that, hopefully for both for all three of us. So we shall see. We shall see. Um, Michael, uh, or oh no, Shannon, are you next or is Michael next? No, that would be me with trailers, trailers. Just two this week. So <laughs> <laughs> first, we get the second look at Bean the Ricardos from Aaron Sorkin, starring Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem. Uh, so, you know, we talked about this teaser uh, a, a few weeks ago, and, uh, you know, the, the reaction from all of us, I think, was, uh, was a little, was a little, little underwhelmed, yeah. mainly because it's just sort of the casting is very odd uh, of Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem playing Lucy and De- Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. Um, so this week, uh, it actually dropped right before we recorded. So we actually get a trailer with uh, some significant amount of dialogue, and you're getting an idea of like what this movie actually is. So after watching this trailer, I think I'm even more in the camp of like, oh, I don't know. Uh, you know uh, I will save my thoughts for the end, but I will throw it to you, gentlemen. What did you mm-hmm. think of the second look at Aaron Sorkin's Being the Ricardos? Johnny? Uh, well, I, I recorded my trailer reaction earlier today. I'm going to drop it later. But like the 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 overall thing that I was surprised by was that they we're going to deal with a house of un-American activities. I did not know they were going to deal with the HUAC stuff, the Red Scare stuff from the 50s. Uh, of course, I'd known about her being involved in it and being questioned in. So it was an interesting approach. I thought this was just going to be about Lucy and Desi. Lucy trying to make it as a female producer in a male-dominated town in the 50s with an interracial marriage here with with a Cuban immigrant in Desi Arnaz, that was enough for me. That was enough for me to add this other extra layer of her having to fight against the Red Scare and against these illusions that she was a communist at that time when people were crazy about it. Now it feels like a topical situation 
to that could appeal to us in 2021. These accusations of all the stuff that people have thrown out from both sides or all sides of the political spectrum, uh, accusing people of certain things, accusing others of other things, going against their family members, their friends. So there's a lot of turning people in. So there's a lot here that could play into it feeling like something that could connect to us nowadays, even though it's it's uh, based on true events from the 50s. So overall, I love that. I enjoyed um, hearing her at um you can tell she's done a lot of work to try to get close to the lucy voice you could still hear nicole but she's getting close to the lucy voice my only thing is that facially i don't see her looking like lucille and i want to say this as respectfully as possible i think whatever if there was botox or plastic surgery i think it makes it harder for her face to kind of get closer to what lucy looked like and that becomes evident and javier bardem i think i don't know if i'm sensing a Desi Arnaz imitation from Javier Bardem's uh, uh, point of view. So that's my overall. I think it, it feels very much like Nicole Kim is going to be the star of this movie. Uh, and she's, they're going to give her a lot to overcome as a woman in the entertainment business in the 50s and as a woman facing the communism stuff. Mike? Yeah, I mean, I think that I'm still kind of in the same camp that I was before, which I think out of the three of us, I was the most like, I'm still intrigued to see this. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, I'm kind of, and I'm just, I'm more intrigued for the same reasons that John said. I mean, I didn't know that this is the direction the movie was going to go. I find it really interesting. Uh, I think I get less concerned about the, how much do, do Nicole uh, and Javier look yeah. like the two of them. Like, I don't think that that matters to me as much like the vocal inflection the performance the physicality i'm like all right this is who you cast let's see what they do they're both amazing actors mm -hmm. and so for me it really is what the story is and i like sorkin uh i like you know i there's a lot to like about sorkin there's a lot to not like about sorkin and i kind of <laughs> take it all as i take it but like sorkin uh, more often than not interests me the things that he finds interesting and the way that he tells a story to make his ultimate points about politics, about mm. social issues, about society, about whatever, all the stuff that Aaron Sorkin is into, um, this seems like this is right up his alley. Mm -hmm. uh, so I am still intrigued. Did you like Mank? I didn't watch Mank. That was That's, too much for me. What the hell? That's an Aaron Sorkin. What the hell, man? Come I on. I didn't say I went to go see every Aaron Sorkin movie that existed. <laughs> I'm just that saying. That was a good that, one, though. It oh. was. I will tell you this. I, I watched the trailer for Mank. I was going through I was going through all the Oscar movies last year. Like, all right, I gotta yeah. watch all the Oscar movies. And I'm like, all right, check this off the list, check this off the list, check this off the list. And I watched the trailer for Mank and I went, Oh man, I bet Roka's gonna love this. Oh, I loved but, it. But I don't know. I don't know if I got it in me. I totally got fair. it in me. Totally fair. Not a lot of people did, that's for sure. Yeah, but that wasn't Aaron Sorkin though. That was that was, was uh no, that was Oh, Fincher. that's Fincher. Sorry about that. I was thinking Yeah, that was not him. No. I watched My the bad. first I watched the first 20 minutes of Mank. I was like, yeah, this this ain't for me. <laughs> <laughs> but with the I thought that was Sorkin. My bad. Yeah, go ahead. It's I just man, like I do think the inclusion of the HUAC is very very interesting. Right. I cannot get over the vibe of this is two people dressed up for halloween like i oh, i have wow. the hardest wow. I, I have the hardest time with it and again they're <laughs> amazing yes they're amazing actors i fully agree i just think like looking at this i'm like god you just if if the script ends up being amazing like the story's good like god you for me and again this is mm -hmm. this is all subjective um like boy it's it's too bad that you know you you went with two strikes going in just because i just don't see them as Lucy and Desi, but hopefully the script and the direction and the story will will uh, will, will fix all those issues for me subjectively. <laughs> and that's going to be out uh, limited in theaters on December 10th and on Amazon Prime December 21st. Yeah. And our second trailer this week is our second look at Stranger Things season four. You know, we got that tiny tiny teaser a little while ago where we see that uh that hopper hopper had survived and he he's it looks like he's out in siberia doing some hard labor mm -hmm. um this we're catching up with 11 she's out with the out with the uh buyers they, they've gone to california she's writing to mike talking about spring break and you see how uh, powerless 11 how she is dealing with uh with basically being in high school in in a new town and she's mm -hmm. certainly 
paints one picture for Mike and the audience is getting something else. So gentlemen, what did you all think at this new teaser for Stranger Things season four? Mikey? I'm into it. I, mm -hmm. I, do I think every season of Stranger Things is perfect? Absolutely not. Do I thoroughly enjoy the blend of original story, nostalgia, we are doing Goonies in, uh, like, the, the whole vibe of Stranger Things, like, it is exactly my vibe. So I'm along on this ride. I like all the characters. I think all the kids thus far have been solid actors. Uh, you know, they had that really great thing at the beginning where they had that same thing that the Goonies cast had, John. Mm. Keep your Goonies mm. comments to yourself. I'm sorry. But, uh, but no, they had that same cat thing that I I liked subjectively about the Goonies cast, which is they seem really natural. Yeah. I think as they've all gotten, as they all get older uh, and they all get more into the industry, you know, there always runs that risk of like, are they going to get less natural? Are they going to get more actory? So like, that's always something. But, you know, Hopper being alive, the buyers in 11 being over there, like the whole team getting back together, a bunch of shit going down. I'm like, yeah, like I I love this saga and I'm super excited to see the next chapter of it. Am I wrong? I thought that was Steve in the van driving the van with the long hair. Who was that with the long hair driving the no, van? No, I think that I think that is a friend they have made in California. Okay. All right. I thought it was Steve and his He long looked like hair. one of them West Coast hippies. <laughs> one of those hippies. Those long hairs. <laughs> Um, <laughs> here's what I, I liked it. I really did. I enjoyed it. it made me excited to uh, go back into this world. Uh, I think my kids on a point that I've been worried about as well. They're, they don't look like kids no more. They, they're like into the late teens, early twenties kind of look to them. And so to me, I'm just a little concerned about, um, how that's going to play in terms of reality, but I'm, I'm going to enjoy, I'm going to try to enjoy the season and have fun with it. And I love that Millie Bobby Brown is coming back to do her thing. And, um, another thing I enjoyed about it was that we're seeing what it actually was like to be a nerd in the 80s, ladies and gentlemen. It's not like nowadays where you kids get to rule the fucking school. Back when I went to school and we were we got our asses kicked all the effing time. You know that fun D&D &D you're doing now, those role-playing games you enjoy doing now? You got your butt kicked for doing that yeah. back in the 80s. I just want to make you it clear. Literally, you literally sound like when our parents said they walked uphill both ways in the snow to go to school. When you I was literally, a nerd. <laughs> oh, when I was a kid, they threw me in the garbage can for reading action comics. <laughs> they set mine on fire while I was reading it. So these are the things that you Look. have to deal with. So I like that they're dealing with that and seeing Eleven you know, the spitball stuff, seeing the, the the neon clothes that everyone's wearing, which was the cool stuff, the shades, the polos, all of that, but also the strong nerd culture that was there in the 80s as well. So I like that they're going and exploring all of that uh, there for that time. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. And how was I? How was I the closeted gay kid and I had the better school experience? You were You were getting beat up and made fun of, and I was like just chilling. Are you trying to ask how you've been able to skate through life with just all the possible great things happening to you? Yes, we all know that, Mikey. The rest of us had to suffer. <laughs> the 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 unbroken boulevard of green lights. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> oh shit. Sorry, my light fell. <laughs> that is fucking funny. I want that on the shirt. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah. so were you trying to say something else, Michael? Sorry about that. No, I, I, I just, I'm just very, I'm just very taken by how angry you were about the nerds today having a better. I'm like, I'm, I'm thrilled even, for the nerds today. I, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm surprised. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm surprised we're going into season four. This is the first time we've seen, we've had a scene at a uh, skating rink. And I'm yeah. Like, that yeah. that huh? was. That I is love. a huge thing from the 80s. Was yeah. the skating oh, rink. Well, 70s and 80s. 70s, it was yeah. more like a disco skating rink. In the 80s, it became where the teenagers showed up at and did the slow dance, you know, did the slow skate. The slow skate was the best. Oh, well, I, did, I didn't go in, I didn't go in the skate. 70s, John. I was only. I didn't go the in the 80s. 70s either. <laughs> You know, I've seen some movies. Just... Can you picture, can you picture, I know John is not this old, but can you picture John like with bell bottoms and like, like the long feathered hair, except it's Roka, but he's got the feathered hair. Oh God. I... I'm pretty sure if we dig up some photos, we can, we can, we have, we have big haired Roka. Just roller some skating. Pictures. As I go around. Yeah, totally. Acting the alternate. That's why I got beat up all the time. Anyway. <laughs>
Hey, Pegasus, come here. <laughs> hey, Dumbo, get over here. What? Oh, boy. So, anyway. Other than 2022, we don't have a release date. People are saying it's probably going to be maybe during the summer. Um, and hey, maybe spring break because it takes place around spring break. So, yes, Stranger Things out in 2022. What? One last thing. Do you guys think it's going to be different trailers for the different wherever everybody is in different places all across the country? Is that maybe. what you guys think? Yeah, it feels like that. In my, in my, it feels like each one is going to have their own. Because we got stories. the we got the Hoppers Alive in Siberia trail teaser. Yeah. we yeah, got right. the Life in California, not great for Eleven, mm-hmm. and we got a little bit of the others. And the end of the trailer kind of went into like a montage of all the action we're going to see. But I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if we got at least one more trailer that focused on the other kids and where they're at, and kind of the idea of everybody coming together uh, at spring break, which yeah. seems to be where it's going to be. So that yeah. that yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the next trailer kind of focused on the rest of the cast. And who's stepping yeah. out of the van? Who's the heels? Who's the woman in the heels stepping out of the van? Who do you guys? I wonder. I wonder who that is. Anyway, all right. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it's me. My turn. I mean, get it together. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, and for our third geek news item of the week, uh, we're going this week. Cutting loose. <laughs> let's, go, let's, go, let's go. Let's go, Vo. Let's go, Vo. We are, we are going back to a galaxy far, far away where we've got a lot of shifts and changes. Uh, obviously, we love to cover all the Star Wars stuff that's happening on Disney+. Plus. Everyone is really happy with what Filoni and Favreau are doing between Mandalorian and Book of Boba coming out oh, yeah. and the Ahsoka series. I mean, we've got a lot of stuff coming. On the movie side, post the new trilogy, nobody quite knows what's going on at Lucasfilm. Uh, now, what we do know is that Patty Jenkins' movie... Uh, uh, Rogue Squadron? Rogue mm-hmm. Squadron. Rogue Squadron. Um, which was supposed to be the next big feature coming out post Rise of Skywalker has been shelved indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cited scheduling conflicts, although even though Patty Jenkins has a lot on her plate, not quite sure what those specific scheduling conflicts were. And a lot of times when you hear scheduling conflicts, that means that is what we have all agreed to say because we are not going to go forward with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but for whatever reason, Patty Jenkins uh, and Rogue Squadron are now um, not the thing that we are all going to be excited about because we don't know when we're going to see it or if we are ever going to see it. Um, And most likely that means that uh, Wonder Woman 3 will probably move up in a timeline over at DC uh, and they will have Patty jumping over there to do that. Um, But just as people were kind of bumming about why can't Star Wars get their movie shit together, uh, a rumor popped out this week that Chloe Zhao post Eternals may very well be directing the big mystery Star Wars movie that Kevin Feige is producing. Um, and of course, as as disappointed as people were that we weren't going to get Rogue Squadron, um, the idea that Chloe Zhao might be stepping into the Star Wars universe with Kevin Feige uh, got everybody reignited in their passion for what the fuck is going to happen with Star Wars movies post-Rise of Skywalker. So yeah. not a lot is known about this Kevin Feige movie. We just know that uh, he's producing a Star Wars movie. Um, don't know what characters, what era, where he's taking Star Wars. Um, but Chloe Zhao coming off Eternals. Um, and granted, Eternals is a divisive movie. You either really liked it or you really didn't. So the idea that Chloe Zhao might be doing a Star Wars movie is either a little bit concerning for you or really, really exciting. Since I, out of the three of us, am the one who was probably the most taken with Eternals. Uh, I'm super, super stoked about it. Um, and I also think, and this is just an aside, I think it speaks really highly of Kevin Feige. I think that when you look at Kevin Feige, I've heard from several people mm-hmm. who work at Disney and work at Marvel that he is just the nicest guy. And when you see the way that a lot of these directors, not every director, there's directors that uh, the Marvel machine is not their cup of tea, but a lot of directors mm-hmm. keep coming back and keep coming back. And the fact that Chloe Zhao said she would work with Kevin Feige on anything and that might be Star Wars, uh, I think speaks highly of him as a producer as well. Mm. So what do you guys think this is? Are you excited about it? What is this movie going to be? Go. Shannon? You know, in in the, what was it, last last Disney Investor Day, last December, I believe, yeah. is when yeah. they announced <laughs> Rogue Squadron. Right. And I feel like it was... That was before it was before Wonder Woman 84 came out. Like it was yes. a couple of weeks before. Mm-hmm. And then all of the enthusiasm that that had kind of uh, <laughs> been born out of Disney Investor Day because, you know, we had Patty Jenkins talking to camera, talking about how her father was a fighter pilot. Like she's been looking for the right story. She's finally found it and she puts a helmet on. Yeah. And she's walking towards the next wing. Awesome. 
two weeks later, Wonder Woman 84 comes out. And for quite a few fans, not everybody, yeah. um, it, it really sort of underdelivered. So the idea of Patty Jenkins dipping her toe in Star Wars universe suddenly became um, not like the coolest prospect. Because, you know, you, we're, we're basing off of her film work that she did, you know, Monster, which was, you know, terrific and amazing. And Wonder Woman, which she w- was awesome, but she was not the only, she wasn't the person necessarily steering the creative ship before they started filming. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get to the one where she did have a lot of control. And it's like, ooh, this one didn't actually turn out that well. Um, so there are still plenty of reasons it could have turned out well. And who knows, maybe it could still happen. Mm-hmm. Um but in the vacuum that that's been left, that the idea that Chloe Zhao is going to be p- potentially uh, directing this Kevin Feige produced Star Wars movie. I mean, it's all because it's so mysterious still. It's it's very, very exciting um, coming out of a turn. Like, I, again, I've seen Eternals twice. I'm going to see it one more time because there's still so much that I really did enjoy about it. Um, her taking taking on a Star Wars story with Kevin Feige producing. Mm. I still think I, I no matter what you thought of Eternals, I still think there are more positives here than negatives. Um, visually, Eternals was amazing. And knowing how much you know she liked to shoot on location and how much Star Wars has not necessarily leaned in leaned into that at times, that they do do a lot of uh soundstage work. Yeah. Um I, I'm I'm really curious like at this point it's just all curiosity because mm-hmm even though the MCU is not batting a thousand they're they have a very high batting average. And one of the principal reasons behind that is Kevin Feige. Yeah. I got some strong statements on this one. I'm going to say this right. What the crap? What the crap? Okay. All right. Cut it out. Uh, What What I've got to say here. Sorry about that. Itchy trigger finger. Um, we all know that stuff happens behind the scenes and it's not the first time that star Wars has quietly or democratically moved someone off a project. Josh Trank comes to mind. The uh, uh, Lord Miller come to mind Edgar Wright, at least on the Marvel side comes to mind. So there's been, you know, this has happened. Uh, and, and Shannon points out an interesting perspective to have on this. You know, maybe they saw the returns for Wonder Woman 84. Maybe they got jittery. It's not out of the realm possibility. Remember, Book of Henry comes out, and all of a sudden, uh, uh, um, what Trevor Tavaro is persona non grata. Josh Trank puts out Fantastic Four, and I was like, eh, let's not lead them near Star Wars. I'm not saying Patty Jenkins is in that boat, but I'm also saying she might not be in that boat. It's a possibility that she is, and they had more discussions with her. They saw where it was going. The scripts were worked on. They were like, you know what? Let's move this out of the way. The other possibility is she really wants to redeem herself after the reception from Wonder Woman 84, even though she defends it publicly. I'm sure there's a piece of her that's like, you, you mother effers, I'm going to go there. I'm going to show you what the hell I can do. And so maybe she wants and maybe negotiated with Disney. Hey, let me, or and, and Lucasfilm and all of them, and hey, let me go focus on this. And then when I come back, I will give this my full attention and I will bring you the story you want to see. Another possibility is Maybe she didn't want to be the first one out of the shoot after the rise of Skywalker onto the screen with a feature film. Maybe she wanted to wait a little bit, let other things come and then come and see what the situation is going forward. Those are all possible with the Chloe Zhao thing. I mean, I'm happy in one way because it's a woman of color. I'm very supportive of that. Yes. Go try your hand at it on another side of it. I wasn't the biggest fan of Eternals. And we saw what happened with Ryan Johnson and the reception he got. She's walking into another huge uh, sandbox, possibly. And there could be some division and anger and bashing and all of that happening all over again. She has every right to step into the thing and direct it and see what we can get. But if she can direct visually incredible stuff, do we really want to go with the independent film approach to star wars we tried that with with ryan and and you could argue that whole sequel trilogy really fell apart i'd rather go with a director who understands how to tell the story get have exciting characters and make it all work overall and blow you away and that's my point of view because i'm not michael's camp i wasn't blown away by eternals so i can only speak from my own experience i have trepidation and hesitation i loved nomadland 
and did not like Eternals. So it makes me worried that if we go open the door again to an independent film approach to Star Wars, we're going to be back in the same boat with the Star Wars fandom split in half, battling each other all over the place online. Let's go with someone who knows how to tell a big story and make the characters work. Well, okay, a couple things. Yeah. A couple things respond on both of these fronts. Sure, One, sure. on the Patty Jenkins of it all, I do think it's a little bit unfair to say Monster was good, Wonder Woman was good, but not entirely because of her, and Wonder Woman 84 is horrible. I do think Wonder Woman 84 well, is horrible. Well, I'm not saying that. Uh, Shannon said No, I I, that, Shannon said I'm responding to both, yeah, so okay, I, think okay, that, okay, okay. I think that, first of all, I think that... <laughs> Patty Jenkins absolutely deserves credit for Wonder Woman. Like, yes, yes, Zack Snyder deserves credit for it as well, but, like, she delivered on that movie. I also think that just because I don't love Wonder Woman 84 doesn't mean I'm all of a sudden off the Patty Jenkins bandwagon. Right. Like, there's right. a lot of absolutely. male directors that we all love that have definitely delivered some stinkers in their time. So, Ridley Scott, yeah. Uh, ooh, girl, Ridley <laughs> Scott, what are you doing half the time? Um, so I think that, I think that, a, I think Patty Jenkins deserves a lot of credit, even though I don't love Wonder Woman 84. B, we are so far... B, Wonder Woman 84, as much as I don't like it, did well for Warner Brothers. Like, they're not, they're not like, oh, that was a bomb. Um, Wonder Woman 84, from a financial standpoint, I think they're generally pretty happy with. Like, they, I think that they all agree, probably, behind the scenes that there's some bad creative decisions there that they need to take into account as they figure out what Wonder Woman 3 is going to be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I think I don't think that it's like the, what's the Trevorrow film that he made that was like... Book the Book of Henry. Henry. Book of yeah, Henry. Like yeah. that. This is not a Book of Henry situation. <laughs> um, no. And I also think that if Wonder Woman 84 were the issue, they probably would have quietly moved it away long before now. The fact that it's happening mm -hmm. now, I think, John, a lot, John's... It could be this, it could be this, it could be this, all valid, all could be. Mm. I think that what often happens is you got a director. This is Star Wars, as John said, has a history of being very unsure where they're going. And I yes. think after the new after the new trilogy and the reception of it as a whole, I think they're still pretty unsure. Mm. I think they trust Favreau and Filoni over on the Disney Plus side. I think they think Kevin Feige is a good bet, so I think that's where that's going. But I think that when you're getting into the specific stories, like we are about to step into a Star Wars with no Skywalkers, no Solo, mm -hmm. no, you know, like there's we, we're going to have three PO, R two D two, and Chewie most likely in some capacity down the road, but we don't know what it's going to be. So I think as Patty Jenkins was gonna was making the movie that she wanted to make and was sitting down with Lucasfilm and sitting down with Disney and they're all figuring out is this the right thing out of the gate for Star Wars probably they all just came to a point where they were like, this ain't it. Let's put this mm. on the shelf for now. Like, I think most likely it was, we developed, we developed, we developed, we read a draft of this, we made some notes, they pushed back on notes, we did another draft, we did the thing, and ultimately we're like, yeah, we don't think this is it. We're way more excited about this other thing and that's going to go. So I think that's most likely what happened. Okay. Um, on the Chloe Zhao, fair, I, I, I never said Patty Jenkins was a bad director. I think Patty Jenkins mm -hmm. deserves a lot of credit. Mm -hmm. I, I'm so I'm just saying. I'm just saying the just, just to be I clear. Think, <laughs> I think I think that the director of the Wonder Woman movie deserves the most of the credit for the Wonder Woman movie. Is all I'm saying. That's fair. Um, but also, the I think on the, well, okay, go ahead, really go ahead, go ahead. Just really Sorry, Mike, finish your point. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah. Just on the Chloe Zhao of it all. I know that you didn't love Eternals, but I think right. that visually it was gorgeous. Though. But I think I, that you can't that. you can't necessarily say that. Well, she's the independent director coming into Last Jedi. Like she has a giant Marvel movie under her belt and did it great. Now, her the visuals and handling the special effects, the giant the scope of it. There's a lot of independent film. Josh Trank is an example. Like as someone who came in and just like from all accounts. Yeah. couldn't handle yeah. the scale of the movie that he was in. Chloe Zhao handled the scale. Whether you agree that yeah. what she did at the end was your cup of tea or not, different debate. Yeah, fair, fair. Also, the optics of this, you, you're, moving, you're moving a white woman away from it and moving in a woman of color. It's not bad optics. You know, it's not bad optics, I think, overall. And uh, if they're going to go with Chloe Zhao and Kevin Feige, all, all power to them. And I hope they deliver. I certainly am not cheering against Chloe Zhao. If she gets into it, great. Deliver a great Star Wars film. That's all we need. Because arguably, dude, we haven't had a good trilogy since the original trilogy. I know there are defenders of the sequel trilogy and the prequel trilogy, but overall, 
we haven't had a good trilogy since the original trilogy. So whatever you're going to do, start the start the uh, the steps going forward to create a fantastic new trilogy down the road, but lay the groundwork with these other films as we get there. I would like to see that. I would like to see I, that. So. I think I'm about ready to die. I think I'm going to do like a re Like I haven't watched, I, I saw Rise of Skywalker once in theaters and I've not seen it again. Like yeah. I just haven't watched it again. I think I'm about ready to do a, I'm going to do, Force Awakens, Last Jedi. I'm going to watch all three of them mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all together and just see how I feel. <laughs> I wonder if we can get a, uh, uh, the fans to maybe ch uh, chip in a little bit and then fund the three of us doing a watch along of all three of those films. $1,000 each. I think that would be good. Um, all, yeah. all, in, all in one day. Back, oh, Jesus to, back to back. At a movie theater. At a movie theater. We rent out the theater, all three of them in one day. That'd be brilliant. Absolutely fucking brilliant. Each one of us with our own fucking microphone talking about. Uh, all right. Anything more to say on this, Mikey? Any more of the Star Wars stuff to say? That's, that's what we got in the land of uh, Star Wars. Right on. Right on. Uh, all right. Well, let's take a quick break. We're going to get into the overall uh, Disney Plus Day event that's happening on friday and speculate what we might be seeing that's our main topic right after this all right that's enough of that that's enough of that. how dare you <laughs> i felt like that was a better song all right how dare you <laughs> Anyway, all right, so Disney Plus today is happening on um, Friday. It's going to start at 6 a.m. PT, so this this man's up at 5 a.m. showering and handling my business, so I'm ready in front of a camera by 6 a.m. for anything that drops. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we're going to tell you what our Geek Buddies coverage might, might, what we might be doing for that day as well a little bit later on in this segment. But overall, there's so much that is going to be dropping here uh, on Disney Plus Day Gentlemen, you've all taken a look at the schedule. First of all, what are you looking forward to seeing or what are you looking forward to getting? And what do you hope we're going to get? What do you speculate that we're going to get? Because those have not been leaked. So the excitement is building about what we might be getting. Whoever wants to start first, please knock yourselves out. Um. So the... So last Disney Investor Day, I mean, you yeah. know, that's when Star Wars or rather Lucasfilm made all those announcements mm -hmm. about all the all those shows one of which has already kind of been kind of been shelved with the rangers of the new republic um with star wars i'm really curious like i, I really hope we get to see some footage from andor and uh and obi-wan i think more than likely we're going to get some some additional book of boba fed footage because it's coming you know just uh, you know a month after that mm -hmm. but i really want to see because andor has been filming for or it filmed for so long mm -hmm. and outside of uh, some of the creative team like we just don't know a lot about it so uh you know cassie and andor and k2so were you know probably my favorite parts mm -hmm. of rogue one so i i hope we get to see some more of that with marvel you know they have so they had they've announced so much stuff yeah do do we think it'll be more announcements i don't know because they I mean, what last last Disney Investor Day they announced Secret Invasion, um, Iron Hearts. Is that when they announced Armor Wars or was Armor yeah. Wars? Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah. it, it was there. then. So I mean they they have so many things that that are either finished filming or currently mm -hmm. filming. So you know just between She Hulk, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight. Secret Invade. I mean, there's so much Ooh. stuff that they could show, Oof. but will they? I don't know. I mean, I, I would have to think that we're going to get uh, a, a, another trailer for Miss Marvel and maybe our first look at She-Hulk. Will there be more announcements after that? I don't know. I'll be, I'll be very curious to see. Yeah, it's going to feature new releases, Mike, from Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, National Geographic, and Star in international markets. You can, newcomers and returning subscribers can sign up for Disney Plus for $1.99 for the first month until Sunday, November 14th. And they're going to launch IMAX Enhance to titles from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, meaning that you can watch your favorites at home. And IMAX has expanded 
aspect ratio. So all of that has already been announced. Plus, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Jungle Cruise, Home Sweet Al- Home Alone, Olaf Presents, Ciao Alberto, The World According to Jeff Goldblum, Marvel Studios 2021 Disney Plus Day Special. It's just kind of like, that's it. Uh, and then the legacy of Boba Fett, the Sim- the Simpsons, the making ha- of Happier Than Ever, Marvel Assembled, Marvel Studios Legends with Hawkeye, Enchanted, Spin, and Fancy Nancy Season 3. So that's what's been announced. But, Michael, I just wanted to give a little groundwork there for people who are watching. Yeah, I mean, look, to, J- to Shannon's point, uh, when that Disney Investor Day happened during the pandemic, like, mm. it just took, it bl- like, they just came out and geek slapped everybody across the face and none of us <laughs> were prepared for it. That's like, true. Was, here's a look at this. Here's a look at this. Here's a trailer for this. Here's an announcement about this. We got this coming. We got this coming. Like, they came out swinging and clearly, you know, Marvel has such a reputation for really knowing how to rock an announcement. Mm-hmm. And I think that Disney took a page from the Kevin Feige Marvel playbook and that extended into Lucasfilm, Disney mm-hmm. Feature Animation, Pixar. Like they just knew how to give us some stuff was a bigger tease, some stuff we saw, some stuff was just an announcement. And I think what's great about that is they can continue down that road. Like the investor day was where they just announced yeah. that She-Hulk and Moon Knight and Miss Marvel were happening. But now we might get those trailers. We're, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that we're going to get a Kenobi trailer or some bigger look at Andor. Like I think that's going to happen. Um, and particularly when you look at, like John said, like they have special deals for the two year anniversary for Disney Day. Uh, Target is doing some kind of like Disney Plus Disney Day uh, promotion at the parks, at the Disney parks. They have a blue carpet that you can walk and like get like Disney Plus related <laughs> photos and stuff. So, like, they're clearly making an event out of this mm-hmm. and uh, probably making this a putting a stake in the ground and being like, this is a yearly thing. Like, we are going yeah. to do. A Disney Day, because this is something that Disney can do with the brands that they have and the power of their consumer products, the power of the parks. This mm-hmm. is something they can do that like Netflix can't do. HBO Max can no. They 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 all can do their different big announcements for sure, but they can't yeah. do it quite this way. Right. Uh, and so I think they're going to make the most of it, and I think we're going to have a lot to talk about. In addition to all the things John said, like I'm thrilled that I can watch Shang-Chi this weekend. I'm thrilled Mm -hmm. that I can watch Jungle Cruise again. Um, They're also just doing a bunch of releases from the library. Like there's a whole bunch of shorts. Uh, Paper Man, Feast about the dog, uh, the, uh, the, the Frozen Fever short, like a bunch of shorts that haven't been available on Disney Plus yet and they're putting all of those up there. So, Mm -hmm. you know, with all of the things that are going up on Disney Plus, plus the fact that they're starting at 6 a.m. with announcements, yeah. I think, I think they're gonna they're gonna come out swinging on Friday, and I am very excited about it. Well, and in participating theaters are going to have special Disney Plus Day screenings. I just took a look here. Uh, they're gonna have a Pixar fan favorite movie, a Walt Disney Animation Studios fan favorite movie, a Disney fan favorite movie, and a Star Wars fan favorite movie. And here in San Diego, it's gonna start at 10 a.m., 1 p.m., 4 p.m., and then 9 p.m. So really interesting to see all the different things. So what are they going to show? What is What are they going to select? Will it be the same movie across the country? Or is this going to be something of a surprise? Are you going to get an early screening of a movie that is still to come out uh, um, in any of these screenings? What do, you, what do you guys think about this, them working in partnership with AMC to make this happen? Yeah, I mean, the fact that they're only charging $5 tells me it's probably not going to be a sneak a, a sneak yeah. of anything, that it's going to be something classic for the fans. Um, amongst the Star Wars movies, God, I don't know, there's 10 movies. Yeah. I well, hope, 11 yeah. movies, I, excuse me. I hope it's Last Jedi. Oh, of course yeah. you do. Oh, my God. It's, well, it's listed. I don't think it's going to be Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> you want fighting in the streets? AMC Mission Valley, where where which is uh, near where I live, they're listing the movie at nine fifteen p.m. It's a two hour and thirteen minute movie that's rated PG thirteen. So, what film do we know that's two hours and thirteen minutes that could be I mean, screening? Probably a lot. That that are well, Star well, Wars. For Star Wars, the PG thirteen movie started mm-hmm. with Revenge of the Sith. So if it's PG thirteen. It's Revenge of the Sith, the new trilogy, or Solo or Rogue One. Okay. All right. Twenty minutes is two hours and thirteen. Hundred. I can see it being. 33? I can see it being Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Well, right now, I think like, go ahead, go ahead, Mike. I don't love Revenge of the Sith. I think uh-huh. it drives me crazy as a movie. But I know that like most people, even if you're not the biggest fan of the prequels, 
most people like that one a lot because it's the big turn. It's the dark one. And I think that I could, I could see that being the one maybe. Rogue One is 133 minutes. So it could be Rogue One, yeah. which would fit with Andor, right? That would make sense. You'd have Rogue One oh, come out with that's Andor. A yep. that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. So you know, just throwing it out there. I wouldn't mind seeing Rogue One for five bucks in a theater again. I love that movie. Um, yeah, I want to see that. I want to see Andor. I want to see what we get from that. I want to see where they're going. I definitely want Kenobi. You got to have Kenobi at least a minute. I mean, we remember when we went to Comic Con for Cowboys and Aliens. Not to make, you know, not to bring that up, but John Favreau <laughs> had been shooting, he said, for only two weeks. He showed up with a minute and a half of footage from that movie. So if, this idea, you know, this, there's there's stuff that they can put together. Essentially kind of a pseudo Comic-Con is what they're doing here, don't you think? If they show a teaser and in any capacity, <laughs> any capacity, have Ewan McGregor oh, and oh. Hayden Christensen oh! both – both in there, even if they're not together, like even if it's like here's oh here's here's you and McGregor walking in the desert, and here's Mustafar and Hayden Christensen comes out and has got a big scar on his head, like whatever it is, people will lose their minds. People will go fair enough batshit crazy. <laughs> Are we well, gonna get a Bad Batch season two teaser as well? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, maybe. they. I don't know the details of the production schedule, but mm -hmm. usually, like, when you have these orders where you have, like, you know, how many episodes? Was it 16 episodes? Was that what Bad Batch was? Yeah. Yeah, I think 16, yes. yeah. Uh, I'm sure that they didn't take a pause in production. I'm mm -hmm. sure that they just kept writing and kept animating to just keep that pipeline going. Yeah. So the chances of them having a shit ton of animation that we haven't seen is, like, highly likely. I think there's, I think there's yeah. also another announcement about another Star Wars animated show, potentially. Yeah, so, like, I think that there's another Star Wars animated show coming that we know nothing about that might be announced. And, you know, look, look, just like the way that Kevin Feige came out and was like, hey, guys, Secret Invasion, Armor Wars, like, a bunch of stuff that we weren't even expecting. Yeah. Yeah. I think that both Star Wars and Marvel could come out with some bigger announcements of what's coming down the pipe. And, yeah. look, if they'd show, if there's a... T a trailer for Miss Marvel because that's the one that's coming Ooh, out post Hawkeye. Yeah, uh, I think a trailer for Miss Marvel is highly likely. Oh. I think footage of Moon Knight or She Hulk is yeah. probably at least a good shot. Yeah, and maybe even some more big announcements about the shows that we know. So I mean, mm -hmm. I think that they've got, and that's not even getting into any like new original Disney animation stuff that we're going to see on Disney Plus. Uh, any Pixar things that are coming along, like they they just have so many opportunities to just completely yeah. surprise us. Yeah, and remember... The, sorry, oh, sorry Jimmy, go, go ahead, John. No, 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 go ahead, brother. Well, I was going to say the next D23, which is the, the another big Disney convention, yeah. um, is not going to be until September of 2022. Mm -hmm. So anything that they want to bring out before that, that's what... That's the stuff that I think will get... That will get the big promotional push because... Yeah. I'm trying to think, how many Star Wars shows do they have in the can? Is it just Andor and Obi-Wan? Is there one more? Nope. Uh, depends I think on if, yeah. I think it's, it's just the two? I well, think we might get Book like of Boba Fett, right? You well, Book of Boba, yeah. Well, Book of Boba Fett, yeah. yeah. And uh, Mandalorian. I, even, I don't know if they've started shooting Mandalorian. Yeah. They have I think they probably. That. Yeah, I think we might get some footage of Mandalorian or a behind-the-scenes mm -hmm. sneak peek of Mandalorian. And I know they haven't... I know Ahsoka's further down, Yeah, but that's... They know that Ahsoka is so huge for them. Um, you know, it's already been leaked that Hayden Christensen is probably in it. Right. We don't know for sure who's playing Thrawn, who's likely a part of it. We don't know if Sabine or Ezra is in this show mm -hmm. or not. We all hope they are if you're a Rebels fan. So even if they came out and said, we don't have any footage of Ahsoka, but here's the cast of Ahsoka, people lose their minds. Yeah. Right. There's going to be a lot of... Um, I will be tweeting a lot of hyperbole on Friday. I'll be <laughs> tweeting a lot of this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Nope, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen, and I'll just keep doing it all day. So just just gear up because that's what's going to be happening. Well, I'm going to be very excited. <laughs> very excited. The rumors are also that there's a Darth Maul animated series. That's the rumors that they're going to announce a possible Darth Maul animated series, and that they might announce who's playing Ezra Bridger. So that somebody check on Mina Masood and see where he's at. A lot of rumors that he might be the guy. So if, uh, if he's not answering your calls, uh, just expect him to be there on Disney+. Plus. A Darth Maul animated series, just knowing what he does from the mm. moment he flies away from Ahsoka yeah. at the end of Clone Wars to him showing up in Rebels. Yeah. I mean, that is 
a significant amount of time. Let me ask you something. Any chance they announced Solo 2? I don't think so. Okay. How about I, I wonder, will okay. they give us anything concrete on Lando? Because Lando right, was announced. Donald. Right, right. Yeah. Because yeah. I had heard, you know, I think there were some rumors out there that it's not just going to be Donald Glover, mm. that Billy D. Williams will have some sort of participation, sort of like him <laughs> recording, like, oh, this one time I did this. Let me tell you about my time on the Falcon. Yeah. How I met your mother. How I met just the whole show. <laughs> how that's, I Met Your Wookie. Lando, Lando is just like How I Met Your Mother in a Galaxy Far, Far Away. That's the show. That's the pitch. That's what it is. Uh, that would be brilliant. <laughs> and would totally watch that show. Absolutely. 1,000%. I would love it if they announced a Kira show, right? I mean, what's Amelia Clark doing? Isn't she... I, couldn't she step in and play this? I'd well, love she could, but I think... Kira. So I think what they're going to do everything that you're saying. So like, we've already talked about with book of Boba that Kira could show up in book of yeah, Boba. Like true. it would make sense for her to show up in book of Boba. Yeah. Um, it would make sense in a Darth Maul animated series for Kira to show up there animated yeah. and maybe get Amelia Clark to voice it the same way they did with uh Fennec Shan in, in bad batch. Right. Good point. And if you're going to do a Lando series and Donald Glover is in it, it would make sense that that would cover some of the stuff. Like oh, I think, yeah. I think whatever ideas they had potentially yeah. for Solo Two, in the absence of the Solo and Chewie part, but yeah. the 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 underworld, what Darth Maul is doing, all those things. Like I think that you could take a lot of the elements that were potentially planned for a Solo Two and say, well, look, Solo. We're, I don't think we're moving forward with that. We're not doing these anthology movies like we were planning on doing. But a lot of the the ideas behind the anthology movies, like remember, like there was a time where they were like, we're going to do a Lando movie, we're going to do a Boba yep. Fett movie, we're going to do this. All of those things have moved to the TV side of things for Star Wars. Yeah. And so I think you can take a lot of the ideas that are there, and between these different projects that you're talking out, uh, really dive into some of the cooler things that people liked about uh, yeah. what was going on in Solo. Yeah, and. Um... We are going to be covering it as uh, if we can on Friday. Possibly Michael and I uh, have availability on Friday. We're trying to see how we can uh, navigate and get Laura Kelly to join us since the majority of the stuff is going to be Star Wars related. But we will talk about all the releases uh, that are coming out on that day for sure and have a live show doing it on uh, on this channel, on the Atlanta Nation channel, but as the Geek Buddies. Shannon McClung might be able to join us, might not be able to join us. Depend on the depends on the situation and his schedule. He's got some personal stuff that he's handling this weekend. And right, he's a very so, busy man. He's a he's very a busy, busy man. man. So if he can pop in, he will pop in. But we're trying to definitely coordinate schedules with me, Michael, and Laura Kelly to cover this uh, on Friday. So look out for that. Look out for an announcement on that once we lock that down and we see what's uh, what's being dropped. And of course, I'll be doing trailer reactions on my channel almost immediately as soon as they pop up and uh, and what have you. So that y'all better be, get ready. I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna show up in my Jackie O glasses with a jacket and a martini in my hand. I'm ready to rock. Disney Day is my day, baby. Let's do it. That's true. I'm That's ready. True. Ain't no lie about that. <laughs> Mac Day. Mac Day is my day. Anyway, all right. So there we go. That's it's very lonely saddest, that day. The saddest holiday ever. It's only in black and white. It's only it's in black all, and white. It's all John bedridden the whole time. With a martini, though. So Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us for this episode of the Geek Buddies. Don't forget, Disney Plus Day is on Friday, starting at 6 a.m. PT. So adjust your uh, clock for whatever there so you can catch all that stuff and see if your local AMC is showing some of those special movies as well. Could be fun for you all to have a fun fun day enjoying disney and marvel and star wars and national geographic and all that stuff that they've got there but yeah uh all right take care uh thank you so much for joining us uh, we appreciate it madly shannon what do we have to tell them yeah if you'd like to follow us on social media on twitter it's at geek underscore buddies on instagram at the underscore geek underscore buddies if you'd like to follow me on social media on twitter it's at shannon underscore mcclung on instagram at shannon the geek buddy if you would like to follow mr vogel it is at mk2 and if you would like to follow mr roca it is at the roca says and mikey 
Uh, listen, listen. If you uh, if you celebrate Disney Day or you celebrate Mank Day, we welcome all denominations here at the Geek Buddies. Uh, and here's what you can do to help us continue geek buddying. Uh, you can hit the like button below uh, to subscribe to Johnny's Outlaw Nation page. Check out all the awesome awesome content he's got going on right here on YouTube. Leave us comments below. Let us know what you're excited about for Disney Day. Let us know what you thought of the trailers. Let us know what you think Star Wars is doing with the movies. Like, let us know what you think of leaks. But don't talk about what the leaks were, because even though most of us know, there are a few people that somehow managed to avoid it. So let's be respectful <laughs> down below there. Uh, if you are listening to us um, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere where podcasts are available, take a minute to leave us a comment, leave us some stars. It helps us go up in the rankings so more people can find us. And as always, the best thing that you guys can do is retweet this video, post it on your socials, and tell everybody that you are spending once a week with these handsome fellas talking geek stuff, and they should do this same absolutely well well said all right we'll talk to you next time uh, with another brand new live episode or taped episode from the geek <laughs> buddies <laughs> hey! <laughs> Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.